0: Well, again, great to be with you this morning. Um, I'm super, super pumped to have Marissa and Harper here with us this morning. Um, Marissa and Harper serve as our spiritual development assistants. And and, and what in the world is a spiritual development assistant? Well, I just want to share with you kind of what that looks like. And they'll talk about it as well a little bit more. But it's it's a formal student leader position. Uh, through student life, Um, so so what that means is we get to, part of what that means is we get to share uh, training together throughout the year with people like RAs and ministry partners and tapestry leaders and commuter assistants and student government and and all of those lovely people as well. Um, This position provides a lot of opportunities to uh, develop as a leader, I hope that you would agree, right? (laughs) Develop as a leader, plan events and programming for, for people in the area of spiritual formation, and really just specifically to this role to help uh, support students um, engage in that spiritual journey with the Lord. So um, really, really fun to to be able to work with the two of you, Harper and Marissa.
1: Hey, guys. I'm Harper Amick. Um, I am a last year but third year student um, here at Northwestern, and I'm a marketing major, communications emphasis, and in my free time, um, I like square dancing. Um, I like, I'm getting into pickleball a little bit
2: and scrapbooking, I love hosting dinners, yeah. You host great dinners, by the way, (laughs) just saying. Yeah, so my name is Marissa Biancardi, it's my fourth year and I'm a senior here. I'm a ministry major with a nonprofit concentration and a media production minor some things I enjoy doing with my very limited free time. I love to be with friends, whether it's outside, going for walks with family, with my dog PJ, we like to go for walks on Saturdays. Uh, I love the sports, so going to twins games, watching football with my dad, Vikings, go Vikings, Um, yeah.
0: Cool. (laughs) (laughs) The Vikings are fine, I, I, I don't have any problem with. You can like the Vikings, everybody likes the Vikings, right? Good. And square dancing for real, like that's—that's that's awesome. That's really cool. <laughs> that's really cool. So okay, so we're gonna we're gonna keep rolling with the uh, get to know Harper and and Marissa kind of theme here, and we're gonna play a quick game of this or that. Are you ready for some quick fire yes. sort of like so ready, I'm ready, this born that? ready,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> born ready for this or that? All right, so maybe you can each take a turn answering. Um, first, Starbucks or caribou?
1: Starbucks. Caribou. Oh. Maybe the audience should vote at the same time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> should we do that? Yeah. Starbucks or Caribou? Starbucks. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. All right. We're very divided in this. Okay, I can see. Okay. Um, spring or fall? Um,
1: spring's kind of gross. Like fall. Fall. I'm going with fall. fall? Yeah. Right.
0: Spring or fall? All right. Um, Just to keep it organized in here, we're going to have y'all answer first and then, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, early morning or late night?
2: I'm a morning person. I would be morning if I could get up, so I'm going to go with late night.
0: (laughs) Same. All right, early morning or late night? Okay. All right. Marissa, coffee or tea? T. Harper. Same here. Okay. Same. same. Me too. T. Yeah. <laughs> Chocolate <laughs> milk. Really?
2: Someone say Red Bull. <laughs> <the> anyway.
0: <laughs> um, all right. Ar- test, test or paper? Or paper?
1: Neither. <laughs> <laughs> paper. I would say paper all the way. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah. Test or paper? Okay, um, Island Chapel or Naz Chapel? Rissa.
2: Say Naz Chapel, I think.
1: Yeah, I thought this was the hardest one. I think Naz because it's bigger.
0: Yeah. Naz because it's bigger. More yeah. room for all the You things. guys. For, for y'all, yeah. for people to yeah. lock Jesus in. Yeah, <laughs> I hear you. All right, Island Chapel or Naz Chapel? Island! Naz. Naz. M&Ms or Skittles? M&Ms. M&M's.
2: M&M's. Oh yeah, chocolate.
0: M&M's. Yeah. yeah. M&Ms or Skittles? Yeah. Oh. All right. <laughs> um, how about English Standard Version or New Living Translation? <laughs> oh, oh, it's
2: getting real. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with ESV. Yeah. yeah, ESV.
0: I knew it. <laughs>
1: The message.
0: <laughs> oh my word! That's funny. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say not that you're asked, but I'm gonna say New Living Translation just to give a little balance.
2: Okay. You guys,
0: perhaps some of you picked up on the fact that I love the NLT. Already. Yeah. Yeah. But I know y'all are ESV. I just wanted to get that get that in there. Okay. NLT ESV. Yeah. So much love for ESV here. I know. I know it's good all right moving moving beyond this or that for a minute um i would love for if you could share a little bit about the leadership role spiritual development assistant um you've been in this role for a little while now and how would you explain what it is and what you do
2: Yeah, so I'd say we are trying to cultivate spaces of connecting with God, primarily through prayer. Our most visible role is probably Tuesday prayer chapels. We encourage you guys to come. Um, Creating a space, just intentional space, really, to put all of our stresses aside and really just be able to come before the Lord. So that's the main thing that we do, but behind the scenes, um, we're brainstorming different initiatives we could do this this school year, and we're also praying for our campus. I love the way that you put it, Harper, at the beginning of the school year. We need to be on our knees for this campus, and I think we've been trying very hard to do that, both uh, as a team and also individually. Yeah, I think Marissa covered most
1: of it. Um, A lot of the time, we are just really pleading with the Lord for y'all's spiritual health um, and just praying that the Lord would cultivate a hunger in you guys to pray as well, um, along with the Tuesday Prayer Chapels every week. Um, and we have some other fun things that are coming up, um, some events and things like that. So we spend a lot of time preparing and brainstorming, and um, Darren is kind of discipling us, which has been such a gift, um, and just growing in community with the other worship people and with each other. So, yeah, it's, a, it's an awesome role.
0: And, and, and what really was the initial attraction? So when you saw it, what was it that stood out to you to make you wanna apply and and, and and get into that role specifically?
1: For me, um, I was studying abroad last semester in Spain um, when Marissa slash Darren uh, reached out to me about the role and I was so hungry for community, um, just being in a very secular university and world over there. Um, And so when they told me about this opportunity, I just was craving so much to not only be in community, but be kind of trailblazing that initiative um, for you guys in this amazing Christian safe campus that we have. So that was really what kind of compelled me to apply and also just had a lot of desires Um, to see things change and to see the Lord bring revival here. And I knew that even if I desired it, like it wouldn't happen until I was the one to um, take the initiative myself and start praying myself. I don't want to, I want to be a part of a praying campus, but I need to be the one that's praying first to um, start the fight, so, yeah. So
2: good, so good. Yeah, I think for me, I've really been impacted here at Northwestern, I've grown in my faith a lot, I've learned so many things, and part of that has been through spiritual uh, formation programming, whether here in chapel or uh, in the res life halls, whatever that looks like. And I have a passion for ministry. My major is ministry, so that's where my heart is. And so um, I've had a couple of student leader positions over the past couple of years, and my favorite part of those has been able to being able to bring that spiritual aspect to it, whether it was a hall Bible study, um, praying for residents in a hall, having commuter lunch gatherings with devotions. And so seeing this as kind of the culmination of all my passions, being able to do this in a, a different way was really exciting for me. And really, as you were saying, just having the opportunity to grow together um, as a campus. So...
0: Uh, thanks for thanks for sharing. I, I I love that, and I love just to hear, and we'll hear more of it. Just to hear your heart, and I've I've been so thrilled to um, to walk alongside you as as you've gotten to um, you know put some of that into into a programming piece. And you t- you talked about Tuesday mornings and prayer chapel. You guys, if you haven't been to Chair prayer chapel, um, I'm gonna also plug Tuesday mornings. Um, we just love that time together, just for. Just for a chance to breathe uh, in, a, in, in the middle of a busy week um, and, and spend some time with the Lord. So, yeah. You need to come.
1: It's so fun.
0: <laughs> you need to come.
1: <laughs> you don't need to, but you should. You should
2: come. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's, it's so good. Um, well, I'd love for all of us to get to know you a little bit more. So could, could you share a bit of your story? How has, you know, how has God moved in your life? How has he gotten your attention over the years? Yeah. And as you look back on your life's journey so far, what are the, what are the most important things that he's, that he's taught you?
2: Yeah, so I'll just go back far. But I'll keep it brief, I promise. So I was born to Christian parents who love God first and love each other second, and that has been such a blessing for me to be able to grow up with um, parents who really wanted to teach me about the Lord, wanted to instill that in me. And at a young age, I did um, accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, and that's been a blessing but when I was about seven, seven years old, I ended up um, having some health struggles. Um, a lot was going wrong with my stomach. We didn't know what was happening. I didn't know. My parents didn't know. The doctors didn't know. And for the first time in my life, I had to really rely on God in a way I hadn't. I had to decide if I was all in or if I wasn't going to trust because I didn't have anyone who knew what was going on, really. Um, even me trying to figure out what was going on in my body, I didn't know. Uh, So at age eight, I was diagnosed with gastroparesis. It's a chronic stomach disease, and um, that's really grown me a lot Um, just in those really lonely times, being in my bed alone when other kids are out playing. Um, The Lord really, he had been my God, but he really became my father during that time, and I experienced his sweetness in a way that I hadn't before, and so that was really a crucial part of my my story of me um, growing in the Lord and then coming to college, having moments of, of loneliness and, and hardship and, again, experiencing God and His sweetness because He is He is good, guys. Even when things aren't good, He is good and He is faithful to being good and to, to His promises. And so, yeah, He's really, I guess, grown me um, through the really hard times and I've learned how sweet He is and that's, yeah. That's a big part of my story, condensed version, I guess. Thanks for sharing, girl. Um,
1: My story kind of begins a little similarly into a Christian home, as I'm sure many of y'all's does. Um, And I also accepted Jesus at a really young age um, and went to a Christian school, kindergarten through eighth grade, which was such a gift. Um, But I think similarly, like, hadn't really... um, just made it my own or whatever that cliche is um, until I just started realizing getting older, my need for Jesus. Um, I struggled with, I don't know if you'd say like mental health illness or whatever of having a phobia um, really bad that really um, like took over my life and kind of inhibited me from having Um, like a normal childhood, I guess, just um, kind of captivated under a lot of fear and um, that kind of thing. And so looking back, that really um, was what made me dependent on Jesus and praying a lot of times for the Lord's protection and um, for deliverance. And um, I'm thankful for that because it has uh, forced me to really depend on Christ. Um, And then um, I graduated Um, eighth grade, you graduate eighth grade, and then um, high school, and could not decide what college to go to, and so I decided to take a gap year, and I went to this international Bible school in the Rockies in Colorado, um, which was really where I think I had a second, like, rebirth, or whatever you want to say. I spent a lot of Those childhood years and teenage years, doing a lot of things on my own strength, trying to um, be patient with my parents and conquer lust and gossip and all those things, and it was falling um, up really short. And it wasn't until um, my gap year program when I realized that um, I cannot do anything on my own strength, and Galatians 2.20, I've been crucified with Christ, it is no longer I who live. Really came to life for me, and I realized that we can't do anything without Jesus. And even it's so interesting that being crucified to Christ, even that, the death of a crucifixion, is something that you can't even do to yourself. You need someone else to nail you to the cross. And so that just says it for itself that we are so in need of the Lord. And so, um, Yeah, after that, COVID hit, and you know how that went. Um, But the Lord is faithful and just has been there and forced me to be dependent on him as I still walk through um, some of the anxiety stuff and all that. So that's a little bit of my story and how the Lord's got my attention. And um, yeah, thanks for listening.
0: Thanks, you guys. I know that there's this thread. And, 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 and as we've listened to both of you share, there's this thread of, of God using the hard stuff, right? And so I so appreciate you sharing that because we all have it. We all have the hard stuff. And, uh, and just to know that, man, that, those are the things, not that we want to go through them or not that, not that um, God doesn't mourn and cry with us and, 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 and love us through that, but he uses that. That's, what, that's one of my favorite things about God is that he, he, he brings light to the darkness and, and he creates beauty out of ashes. So I appreciate you both sharing from that part of your life. Um, more recently, you, you're both in your last year here as students at Northwestern. And so if you could just reflect back on your time here, like what has this experience done in your life? How has it shaped you and informed you as you think about your years at uh, UNW?
1: Need to look at my notes. Um, dang, my time at UNW has been kind of a whirlwind coming in from my gap year, right into COVID. Um, but it's been so sweet to see like the seeds that I planted. Um, I had like a little Bible study at 6 a.m. in the game room of the stud my first year. Um, that I felt like I didn't see a ton of fruit from right away, um, but. God is so kind because I've seen so many of those friendships and relationships blossom like crazy um, now. And, yeah, so that's been a huge joy. And also something random is, like, my career. I feel like Northwestern really has, like, set that up um, to be— like, to invite the Lord into that in that He's providing internships and relationships and networking opportunities. And, I mean, we're going to college to get a degree, so that's good that I'm, I'm learning that as well. Um, but, yeah, that's been some of my experience and the ways that God has blessed me at this place.
2: Yeah. I feel like so much has happened in four years. It's crazy how fast it goes. I think I've learned a lot about surrender, a lot more about surrender. So I came into school. I had no idea what I wanted to major in, what I wanted to do with my career. To be honest, I'm still figuring out that career piece a little bit. But, yeah, through um, surrendering about my major, timing with God, you know, with friendships, I'm waiting for those friends to come into my life. And, yeah, thinking about what comes next, I've learned so much about. Um, opening my hands to to let go and then keeping them open to receive. Because mm. I think here at Northwestern, there's been so many opportunities that have just kind of fallen in my lap, things where I was either shoulder tapped or just something random happened. And um, I do believe God works all those little pieces together to form something beautiful. And so he's really led me into things that I haven't expected. And so I think that's a piece that I want to continue on um, after college is knowing that God can use the unexpected things, and they can be really good and maybe even way better than what I was expecting. And I've also learned a lot about trusting God's provision um, so much in so many different ways, and its I can't even really go into all of it because it's just so much. But again, just things have looked different than I expected, and God has provided every step of the way, and it's just been so beautiful. So,
0: Yeah, thanks. You know, one of the things I appreciate about both of you um, is that you have such uh, a hunger for God, mm-hmm. and not that not that you have arrived or figured it out. And I know that's that's true for me. I, we'll never will never really um, fully be the person that God wants us to be. Yeah. Um, that we're always going to be journeying toward that. But but you do have such a both of you have such a hunger, uh, and and that's been really fun to see to become uh, a witness to. And so um, I would love for you to share like what advice do you have for those in the room who who hunger for more of God, but there's but there are barriers there, like maybe, you know, busyness or or uh, just just lack of margin in, 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 in their lives, because I know y'all are busy too, right? So what would you say to somebody who wants to develop that hunger for God?
2: Yeah, I would say I'm for sure struggling with the, the busyness and trying to keep things that are important, number one. Um, Of what I'm doing. But I think for me, what's been really helpful is just taking really small steps. So setting my alarm a little bit earlier so I can read my Bible before I commute to campus. Still working on that, just to be honest. Um, one other thing that's been really helpful is listening to worship music on my drive into campus. That really just recenters my heart and mind on what's important. So if I'm feeling stressed coming into another day of school or if, I'm, or if I'm not, honestly, it just helps me recenter, helps me connect with God through uh, worship, praying through that, that music. And one thing, too, that I haven't done recently but I have before and I, I need to start doing it again is taking intentional time walking between one class and another and being that, that time to be my, my prayer time. So I used to have a class, like, all the way to Naz, and I'd walk all the way to the Mel, and that would be, like, my designated time to just be praying and being um, with God in that way. So my encouragement to you is just take small steps, start small, find what works for you, and, yeah, that's my advice, I guess. That's
1: really good advice. Um, I would say that in one breath, um, like, we can do nothing without the Lord, but in another breath... um, like you have control over having a quiet time and reading God's word. And you have the ability to discipline yourself and spend five minutes reading God's word or an hour or whatever. So do, do the hard thing. It's a commandment to um, spend time with Jesus and to read his word and know scripture. And so to also follow that and discipline yourself Um, it's hard, and it's hard for me, too. Uh, I missed my quiet time today, so that's real. Um, Another practical thing I would say is sometimes if I know I really, really need to have a quiet time in the morning, I'll put my phone on airplane mode, like, overnight, and then tell myself I can't turn it off airplane mode until I've had my quiet time in the morning, and that's been super helpful. Um, So, yeah.
0: Cool. Thank you. Would you uh, kind of, as we're <clears throat> kind of wrapping up our time here this morning, would you uh, talk about your hopes and your dreams for um, for for you in the role, but also your hopes and dreams for just the, the community here on campus as you think about the next several months in this position?
1: I think I already explained this, but my dream is for all of us to destroy apathy um, at this school. I think that it's really easy to go in and out to chapel, in and out of um, hallways and dorms, and just get stuck in the motion. Um, And this is such a gift, this place. Um, And yeah, we did, uh, for one of the prayer chapels, we did... Like people putting requests on sticky notes and then praying over each other's requests. And one of them said, um, I pray that apathy would find no home in my heart. And after reading that, I just resonate with that so much and want us um, to destroy complacency um, in each other and in ourselves. And yeah, I'm just dreaming that God would create a hunger in us for community and His Word and for making disciples beyond the walls of Northwestern. So those are my dreams.
2: Yeah, I'd say mine are very similar to yours. Really, I just want to see prayer chapel and chapel in general be a time of um, intentionality. Like you were saying, it can be so easy just to have routines and walk in and out of, of rooms. But I really want to see prayer chapel not be a time where we're awkwardly sitting in silence, but really we're like before God, praying, being honest with Him, being honest with each other, too. It's such an important, important thing to be honest with Him and also have that community with each other. I think prayer chapel is something we're trying to do as well as build that spiritual community there as well. Um, yeah, but just being really intentional about this year. College is going to go fast, and we're only going to get busier, and so I think setting in healthy spiritual rhythms right now, that's going to set us up as we leave this place. Preach. <laughs>
0: that's really good. That's really good. Well, what, what, uh, what would be your maybe your, your 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 parting shots or your encouragement for students who are gathered here today? Like, just throw some encouragement our way. What would you What would you share?
1: I would share that um, life is a vapor, and Jesus is coming back soon, um, and my life verse, that Jesus can make a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. He actually promises to do that. And also, um, I would say to not listen to the voices of the people around you, um, not listen to anyone but the Holy Spirit um, when making decisions and when looking to the future. Um, Obviously, wise counsel can be from the Lord, too. But really thinking, what is the Holy Spirit? What is the Lord telling me in this situation?
2: That's really good. I would say really just lean in. Um, During those good times, during those hard times, lean into God. He is with us. You might be feeling really alone right now. Loneliness is real. It's a thing on our campus. I'm speaking from experience. Um, Know you're not alone. There are other people here who are for you, who are, are praying for you. We are we're praying for you as, as a team here in spiritual formation, but there are so many different areas on campus that are for you. There are people here who would love to get to know you. Maybe you just haven't gotten to know them yet. And God is with you, guys. He is with you in all all things and all things. So, yeah, lean in.
0: That's good. Uh, would you join me in just a closing word of prayer as we, as we wrap up our time? God, thank you so much for... Um, the way that you bring um, teams together and the way that you use us, ordinary people who are flawed and broken, um, to, to really um, do your work in this world. And so thank you for this team, Marissa and Harper, um, who has so faithfully serve in that way. Um, and God, may, may I, uh, my prayer is that we will have inspired um, many others in this room today to, to say yes when an invitation to lead, whether formal or informal, um, happens um, uh, in their life. And so, God, we pray that, uh, that you would continue to, to, to guide us as we seek you and, and to guide us as we want more of you and hunger after you, God. And so thanks for this time together. In your name we pray. Amen.